Hi everybody, this is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless Frank Dukes hit you with the Dymoc at the Kumite, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Also, just as a heads up, early on in this episode, Dr. Greg Winter's microphone acts a little bit funny, so it sounds like he's calling us from 1955. That clears up three or four minutes into the episode. Thanks for understanding as we're getting through this whole recording in isolation thing. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember some from such podcasts as... Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> I think you froze. A podcast about exactly how we all feel right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is Hi, Everybody, a bad uh, medicine podcast coming... To you live from social isolation day number 1055. Uh, it's a podcast where we talk about what medicine gets right and wrong about. No, we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. Not what it's medicine been a while. gets right and wrong it's about been a while, how the it? kidney works. It's, it's been, been a while, hasn't it? Minute. Medicine talks a lot about Hollywood. Yep. I've been in a lot of those meetings lately. <laughs> Same all, of, all of them over Zoom. Uh, you can find this podcast online at uh, Hi Everybody MD on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or HiEverybodyMD.com and Dr. Jackson. You can, you can also leave us a message at 530-DOCTORB. That is 530-DOCTORB. The B this week actually does stand for something that I can link to it, and it stands for blood sport. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Uh, with us once again to discuss, was this John Claude Van Damme's first real movie? I think it is. No, yeah. no, it's no? not. Because what he is was it? in Cyborg before this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, don't even, I don't know if Cyborg was his first real one, but I know that that's definitely before this. Uh, that slightly analog voice you're hearing is Dr. Greg Winter with us once again <laughs> to, uh, to discuss this wonderful film. Uh, we had to, to do this movie. Yeah. Like, it's so good. I, I thought the B was actually going to be for bullshit because it's come out <laughs> that uh, Ray, is it Ray Dukes? Uh, no, it's Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Frank yes. Dukes is an absolute liar about oh, everything. Yeah. And, and it's great. It's, it's such a weird thing to have, like, to have that come out because in my childhood, this, this was gospel. Like, this movie <laughs> is based on a true story. And there was no way to just easily look look stuff up. And so, like, this guy, Frank Dukes, was the yeah. consultant for this thing and basically made up the entire contest. And, of course, we took it as gospel because this was the movie of my childhood. The amount of times I have done, like, slow posing with uh, finger, <laughs> like, weird finger. With the dime uh, Exactly. Like, it just, like, the amount of times I have stood there and, like, flexed my knees about to kick somebody is it's a lot it's a creepy this, amount this yeah. does explain your like obsession with doing the splits all the time and punching guys in the nuts <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at me do the splits i say that a lot <laughs> for, for those of you who haven't seen this movie uh if if you want an introduction to it just read like the uh, the instruction manual to mortal Kombat. Mm. Uh, <laughs> pretty much no, I mean, yeah I'm, basically this is like johnny cage is based on making fun of this yeah yeah it's um, an underground fight club <laughs> and sometimes people die but the reason why i picked this movie there's two but one of the big ones is it's finally a movie that addresses my biggest complaint about every movie which is that there's not enough blood because in this right. movie 
it's in the enough title. blood. Yeah. It's in the title. There's also enough sport. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're telling me No Holds Barred did not have enough sport? No, no Holds Barred had the exact right amount of sport for a movie about wrestling in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was, so I've never seen Bloodsport until today. Um, How have you lived your life and not watched this movie? I don't know, but my wife and I were both pleasantly surprised with how little this one sucked. It's great. Can I, can I ask for, hold on, is this better? Oh, that's oh, so much better. Significantly better. It's not echoing with you guys? No, not at all. I just assumed that it would, this is off the computer mic, so. Yeah, oh, that's that's great. That's like, if if we hadn't been funny, I'd say let's start over. <laughs> you could leave that part and just go well greg has decided to surface from the water and now we can hear him again um since greg i think you've watched this movie more than i have which is saying a lot can you set up the basis of this movie just the first part just why are we or how did we get to where we are so <laughs> I mean, it's like in real life, a guy lied about his entire life story and sold it to movie producers and made a bunch of movies as the uh, martial arts consultant. But for this movie, what happened is that uh, there's a guy who was caught breaking into someone else's home. It turns out that that person was a martial arts expert and in the process of training uh, him, the other the the martial arts expert's son dies and so he becomes the surrogate son and then eventually gets sent to go to this tournament but also he's in the military and to do the tournament he has to run away I, it sounds convoluted right yeah it almost sounds like it's wrong it, it sounds like a story that somebody would have made up almost like <laughs> someone's making it up as they're pitching the story to a hollywood executive yes uh, but Basically, it's about a guy that goes to a martial arts tournament, and uh, it's also very nationalistic, so it's like, hey, USA defeats the world. Yeah. Okay, That's USA. No, That's no mildly racist. No holds barred, uh, full contact martial arts to the death tournament that no one's ever heard of, and yet there are reporters there and people chanting yeah. Kumite. I, I have to be honest, though, it was significantly less racist than No Holds Barred. <laughs> I haven't seen No Holds Barred for a long time, but I did just see Forrest Whitaker throw some Chinese food on the ground and the dog didn't eat it, so. <laughs> also, this movie does have African warriors that jump around like monkeys. Uh, yeah. I decided not to address that. Yeah. Still I forgot to touch on the race of No Holds Barred. It's pretty tough. But, um, I mean, if we touch back on the part where he goes and invades his neighbor's house, that training he did was just, I don't know, it seemed a little off. This, this seems The training montage in this movie is like my most favorite training montage out of anything. I think Rocky gets all the credit, but this movie is the one where we like literally watch people do stuff and tried to figure out how to do, like, how do we set that up so that we can do that same exact thing and be that cool. You mean like posing and then your teacher wailing you with bamboo at each individual pose? The most important part of martial arts training is slow pose. Slow pose and finger position. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's tutting. Um, uh, I have to be honest, 
Uh-huh. I, like the first 15 minutes of this movie also could have been a prequel to Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> That's, I think you watched a different version of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I, I may have only, you know, uh, read the back of the, uh, the, the back cover. I, there's the lead into like things getting started is really, really slow. And then there is this section in there where it is just cutting back and forth between Van Damme for so long in this weird, <laughs> very weird way. And it, and it has not, it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, guys, just go fight each other. Like, right. Yeah. About. Yeah. We don't need to know that he's doing this uh, for his, his, it's not sensei, I forget what the, the term that they use is. Um, because know. we know that he's really doing it because he wants to beat people up. I don't be the best. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the purpose of that split leg torture. Like the one yeah, where like there's, there's so much foreshadowing in this movie. It's amazing. He's got like the splits, he's got the tea party, he's got the fish grab while he's blind. Like mm-hmm. they do a very good job setting up that he can do these things. Right. Because he's a superhuman. Well, check off superhuman. Yeah. That was actually my first question, uh, mm-hmm. as far as medical accuracy goes. Can John Claude Van Damme really exist? <laughs> he does exist. <laughs> He's a real person. Uh, there was a movie that Did Frank came out, Duke tell you that. There was a movie that came out not too long ago. I mean, normally I don't do any research, but I definitely <laughs> didn't do any this time. And it's like weird, sort of self-referential. Yeah, that, it's really good. It's totally worth watching. Where where Jean Claude Van Damme plays Jean Claude Van Damme, who is yeah. also a secret spy. It's basically like Birdman before. Birdman came out. Like a dude returning to like his career in mm-hmm. in the past and also finding some solace in it and doing a good job of it. I mean, it you should if you're interested in John Claude Van Damme, that's a movie worth watching. Also, you should watch Bloodsport. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. You should Blood- watch it 30 times and you should go back in time and watch it as a 10-year-old. This might be the most pleasantly surprised I've been by a movie. Oh yeah, I was super happy. I I had forgotten how much I enjoyed it. We It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's so formulaic, but it's also it's exactly so what you want out of it. Right. Yeah. It's the kind of movie we need in and this kind of environment. If you have VLC player, you can watch it like 1.4 speed and still get all the audio with the sped up and I that's what I've been doing and it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> With the weird accents and whatnot, just coming. Oh yeah, through. I mean it's like put the subtitles on. It's great. <laughs> I I I think that Tommy was so and John Claude Van Damme are from the same planet. <laughs> yes, Earth. <laughs> the the accents are pretty close at this point in time. You say yes, Earth. <laughs> yes. It <laughs> <laughs> took me a second I, I to mean, process that. <sighs> Tommy was is not from Earth. But <laughs> I hear what you're saying, Johnny. <laughs> okay. So moving along, though, what did you, can someone like really get themselves in a position like that split leg bamboo thing? Um, I, I'm, I imagine with the right amount of training, you can do a lot of stuff with your body. I mean, that is Cirque du Soleil in a nutshell. Oh, but looks- there was, I, as Van Damme was kind of coming up in the action scene, there was always this rumor that he had his... Uh, like his hip flexors cut so that he could do the splits easier. Because he does them so fast. Yeah. It's also like 
no, you can just train and do it. You don't have to do something crazy. And I clearly, he's a martial artist. He takes care of himself and does. I, it's it's stupid to think that you can't do that. Like I can't do it because I sit at a computer thirty hours a day. He can do that because he's paid to do that. Yeah, because he's been doing splits for four hours a day since he was, you know. Yes. A, 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 we watched him train. We yeah. Saw, he got pulled apart by bamboo trees. Like it's he can do it. Um, it just looks so painful. It really does. Look so painful. terrible. I, what we, I, I was about to ask what, what his buddy's name was. His buddy's name was Jackson. His buddy's name <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the other American that yeah. all he does is chant his name over and over again. Yeah. Well, what was that guy's name who's also the name of the co-host of this podcast? Oh, yeah, it was Jackson. It's Jackson, yes. Uh, it also, it feels like if you're going to choose Van Damme, maybe don't make him American. There's no reason. Yeah. Well, if they did bring up that his that his parents, you know, came that his parents were immigrants who came from France to as as vintners. So right. but when he was a young child, so he wouldn't have an accent anymore. Right. Well, he also he he also knew nothing about baseball and or football, given that he wore two different <laughs> hey, Giants he, uniforms. He likes the Giants and the Padres. Okay, he's from California. No, um, he likes the Giants, Giants and the Giants. Yeah, he was wearing a San Francisco Giants hat and a New York Giants Oh, jersey. my God. I told <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was wearing a Giants and a Padres. Yeah. That's, no. that's so much better. No, it, he, it, loves the, he loves two Giants. Like, yeah, <laughs> not around the Horde podcast, but... Uh, that means the wardrobe person really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wardrobe person was Frank Dukes. Uh, um, uh, but so, um, Jackson, who's not Jackson oh. on this podcast, oh, okay. uh, made, made a comment that, uh, that Frank Dukes had to be careful not to be, not to go sterile, essentially, from all of those splits. Uh, actual problem, maybe? I don't think so. No? It's, it's I, I think he needs to be careful not to go sterile from all those steroids that he's taken. He's pretty <laughs> But let's don't make you being limber is not a bad thing for you. You should no. stretch every single day. Uh, yeah, I don't think the limber part is what's going to make him sterile. But if it's like a sudden drop and he accidentally like squishes his like testicles over and over again, unlikely. That's a lot of squishing. That's a lot of squishing. But <laughs> you have to. But you got to remember, he goes at such high velocity when he drops down. <laughs> he does, he does <laughs> drop quick. I I think it's. It's more of a problem for the people he's punching in the junk than it is for him. God, there's a lot of the, the drop. Okay, there's two very key attacks in this movie. It's crotch punches and head clubbing. And yeah, head whole movie. And, and I think even, yeah, and I think it's key because like the first fight, it's it's said best by Ray Jackson when the guy's bleeding from his mouth. That's why they call it blood sport, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there. I, I, I was watching this with my friends, and the funniest comment that was made was, I don't think Jackson is taking blood sport seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it made me very happy. Uh, and you're, yeah, by that Jake, you mean... It's blood sport. By that you're referring to Ray Jackson and not me. Yes, not you, not you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I take this movie very seriously. Um, blood sport, which had enough blood... Um, oh God! And a lot it's, of it was real blood. Really? I think. Well, like I, I think so. Um, I know that um, one of the guys actually got knocked out by John Claude Van Damme during the fight, and that's the shot they used. I believe that. That I think that's the movie rule. If somebody gets hurt, you're supposed to use the take. But generally, I, it, it generally, if somebody gets hurt, it looks a lot less realistic. 
I mean, I wrote down the breakdown of each of the three main characters' fights. So it's like Ray Jackson's first fight, clubs a guy in the head, that guy bleeds out of his nose, I think he's dead. Chong Lee's first fight, snot blow, choke guy, wave, club to the head, kills guy. And then Frank <laughs> Dukes just punches the guy, waves his hand at him, and then he passes out. I was, never, I was never sure when Chun Li was killing people. Yeah, I, I, I was the same way. I, I felt like the only time they killed he killed somebody was when the judges turned their back on him. If only we could get some medical information about whether or not he had hurt someone significantly. Yeah. I mean, would you think all those clubbing? <laughs> well, as a guy who was in the movie, um, <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of those clubbing blows look like significant blows that should cause at least a concussion if not like some kind of brain bleed it's kind of like going through the whole uh james bond talk all over again where if you get hit that hard you're going to be real fuzzy you're not just going to get up and get back to fighting yeah i i will say that's the thing i liked about this movie is the fights are not like in rock if you take rocky like there's a lot of punching people in the head over and over again and i mean it's very great for dramatic purposes but in this, like, fights are over real quick. And that's mm-hmm. how actual fights happen. Like, fights Wait. don't last for minutes and minutes. Fights and, fight, and fights end immediately when you fall off the tilted platform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, you know, when you get punched in the face once or twice, you're, you're done fighting. Yeah. Unless you're and those, a UFC person. What, so, did you think of, what did you guys think about how everyone bled out of their mouth? Like, every single, like, person who got gravely ill or gravely injured blood from the mouth i will i will say getting kicked in the side or in the groin does not equal bleeding from your mouth but getting hit in the face often means you're going to bleed from your your teeth are sharp your inside of your mouth is soft it's probably not a spittable amount of blood or a drippy amount of blood but you'll get a little blood you brought up something really funny um because i had a kid yesterday speaking of like groin punches and whatnot his mom thought that he got punched in the groin so hard that he was choking on his own testicles. No joke, thought that he was choking on his testicles. No. Yeah. No. no. That's, that's, but, that's, I mean, that, that'd that be impressive. Can Could he do the splits? No. Okay. Then obviously not true. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why he had that sensation he couldn't breathe is like sometimes when you get, it's kind of like when you get punched in the stomach, you get the wind knocked out of you. It's the same kind of thing. So the kid was kicked so hard uh, or hit so hard that he just couldn't catch his breath. Right. So his mom's immediate answer was, oh, his balls left his scrotum, went through all of the organs blocking the way into his esophagus somehow, and then choked him. Again, I'm not a doctor. Oh. Uh-huh. But I don't think balls do that. They shouldn't. They're attached. Yeah. <laughs> That's um. Okay. When you have very little knowledge about something, you can be very dangerous with the conclusions that you draw. Yes, like traveling balls. Yeah, or insert political statement here. Balls, they would only travel up to your kidneys where they drop down from, right? (laughs) No, they drop from your stomach. Everyone knows that. Yeah, after you eat too many hot Cheetos. That is a part of med school that I do not remember. What, where the balls come from? Yeah. Jesus? (laughs) <laughs> i mean because they drop down from your abdomen but i don't yes. know in the inguinal canal and they travel down and then they you're not you're you're saying the things that you know but not answering the question oh like embryologic origin i don't know yeah 
I'm not an embryologist. I'm a stupid ER doctor. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> That's what everyone tells me all the time. Yeah, everyone tells me that all the time. Um, I'm right, looking at other fights. Uh, the bear hug. Big Asian man bear hugs. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the, the choking game. Which... Did you guys play that? Because <laughs> we decided to have just normal fun. <laughs> Um, do you know no what one, no one in my friendship circle died from me. Oh, I, I had one guy who started having like seizures, like was, looked like he had seizures after doing the choking game, but that's what it looked like. This is not the first time that's come up on this podcast. The choking game? Probably yeah. not. But that's what it looked like. I mean, he finished off the, the monkey man, but he couldn't finish off Frank Deuce with the, the bear hug of death. But yeah. That's also like, by the monkey man, even though. Huh? Yeah. The monkey I mean, man? It's exactly the type of thing that should have signaled how fake this was to anyone that was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh, a guy from Africa, let me tell you how he fought. Like, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. I'm, I'm going to share with you my favorite. Excuse me. I am... Excuse me. It's not Frank Ducks. No, oh, Dukes. Yeah, Frank... Like, put up your Dukes. Right. Uh, I'm going to okay. share with you exactly why, like, this is an IMDb fact. Um, okay. uh, I, Frank Dukes claims that he had 56 consecutive knockouts in, in, the, uh, in this tournament. In, order, in a single elimination tournament, you would need 72 trillion, 57 billion, 594 million, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, 70, 72 quadrillion? Quadrillion, fifty-seven trillion, five hundred ninety-four yeah. billion. But he he also claimed that he won for multiple years in a row. So like, oh, you can sort of believe that maybe he had he just kind of went all the way through and had seven knockouts in a row each year, whatever. But also, this is a like, how does this thing exist if no one has ever heard of it? Like, you can't have that type of tournament unless people know about it. Right. That, I, it's just, you, you can't have the no. world's best fighters at a tournament without... Unless it's a secret tournament. Unless, even if it's a secret <laughs> tournament. Well, look, you can't have the world's best fighters. That's why you got rejected. Yeah. I, re I like remember the sleepovers where we sat up late at night talking about this and how cool it was and how we were going to win the Kumite. Kumite <laughs> means something to my child. <laughs> I, I like the thought of someone so committed to the lie of his own life that he got multiple movies made because it's not just this it's i mean basically any movie that van damme is in he was a fight coordinator for and then also for a bunch of other stuff and i think he even did some military consultation and teaching which is hilarious to think like a guy that has no background just such a good liar that just like, all right, guys, we're gonna do this. You mean he did Street Fighter? Life imitates art, huh? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I just can't. Even. <laughs> it's it's in the background of my my room right now too, and it's it's just beautiful. It really is. Well, it's great. I'm telling, like, if you can like speed it up as fast as you can, but still get clear sound out of it, and it is amazing. Um. Can we talk about the crux of why I picked this movie? I'm going to guess it, that I, actually, it is... It, I'm, it still, is... I'm still trying to figure out why you picked... I was just like, oh, you're just picking movies that I like. <laughs> well, I mean, 
I knew you would want to be a part of this one because it's it's definitely a a dumb fun movie, and we definitely need to do dumb fun movies after all the the contagious stuff we've done. So, but the reason why I did this one was it's right after Ray Jackson's fight with Chong Lee, and he ends up in the hospital. Yes, well, he that, does. That's and quintuple fast forwarding to that right now. Okay, and it basically it starts with the. Um, Duke's telling him, like, go for the stump, the gut, that's his weakness, attack him there, you'll be fine. Ray does not listen, and just, like, hits him in the leg and then throws him down, and he's just running around, just chanting his own name, and telling him that he's dead. Jackson, let me ask you this, does that doctor have his stethoscope in the right or the wrong way? I gotta go back to that part. It's the wrong way, it's basically (laughs) backwards, of course, because that's the way it feels like it should be. Because it feels more comfortable? No, it doesn't feel... When you put it in, it doesn't feel more comfortable. What, wearing it backwards? It just looks like it's going to feel more comfortable. Yeah, because it's sitting outside of your ear. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, it'll go this way. So it won't make me deaf. Yeah. And that guy, that doctor, probably does the most thorough heart exam I've ever seen on anybody. Or Well, he needs to. I was just thinking that. He checked all four quadrants. (laughs) Like... He, he checked six quadrants. I know that there's only supposed to be four, but he checked six of them. He was all over the place just listening. Also, why is Frank getting a blood transfusion? I'm sorry, not Frank. Why is Jackson right? getting a blood transfusion? I was going to ask the same thing. Why is there why a is random Frank blood transfusion? Because he didn't even get hurt. Here's a better question, too. Why is the defibrillator just right next to his bed? You know, just, in, just, case. You know, just in case. Just in case. That's the one that says hospital. How, how do we say this is a hospital room? The bandage with the tiny spot of blood on his head. I like that. that. But it also shows up with the same like amount of blood at the end of the movie. Except yeah. he just has a tiny piece of gauze on his head. Same and amount of blood. Whoever their like handler is, his aviators are amazing. And I want three or four pairs of them. <laughs> they are, they are also, well his mullet was amazing. Oh, God. That was a beautiful thing. Um, but how can... I'm trying to think like where I'm going with this. But uh, it, well, I, I, see, I just assumed that the reason that the the doctor was spending doing such a thorough heart examination was because he didn't have any other monitors, and so he was just, you know, someone no, there, was listening to the heart at all times. Oh, there was a monitor. In there? I remember writing something about it. Oh my god, there's there's two different minority fighters, and each one is as offensive as the next one. I'm really upset. now that I'm scrolling. <laughs> the. I don't remember seeing a monitor in there, but correct me there if I'm is. wrong. I heard one. There is. There I is. didn't I'm see going, it. I'm looking at it right now. Oh. And I don't know how the 80s were, but I'm pretty sure heart, heart monitors existed. Oh, oh no, he doesn't, he doesn't have a monitor. He has, it, it's the... Um, it's a pump. It's the pump for the uh, blood transfusion, but he did not... He did not lose enough blood to need a blood transfusion. He has and a small he, cut on his forehead. Yeah, and also if he did lose that much blood, they need to go and find that blood. Because if he if he suffered that much internal bleeding, like in his head or whatever, they need to go find that blood and stop it from leaving where it shouldn't be. Oh, okay, they need to find it internally. They don't need to. Finding blood on the mats and cleaning it up, or at least spreading it around. Spreading it around, and then if they find any loose gold teeth, they have to steal it too, and then put it inside the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) What I thought watching this, like, many years out, probably 10 years from the last time I watched it was, um, I would like to watch a movie about the referee. 
like to see what his kind of daily life is like. <laughs> well, another day at the blood sports. <laughs> I, I, the, one of my favorite moments was when the referee came into the ring and Frank Duke started protecting him for no real oh, reason yeah. because when, he wasn't when, threatened. When he grabs, when he grabs the referee's gi and like recognizes that it's not the opponent because he's got clothes on. Like that's another thing that my friends and I have imitated since we were ten to twelve years old. <laughs> like, hey, you 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 had such finely honed tactile sense that you could recognize this, clothes. I think there was a time where we could have done a shot for shot remake of this without consulting anything, <laughs> except for Frank Dukes. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but that does bring me to like. I mean, since we're jumping to the end, what do you guys think about the mystery dust that was blown into Frank's eyes? So I just thought it was sand. What I mean, it, could, it could be anything. Any, any, like, any tablet, whatever, something that's powdered. But uh, this was pointed out to me is, like, Van Damme is great at showing surprise, but he's not great at acting like a human. Yeah. If, if you get something in your eyes, what's the one thing you don't do? It's open them up as wide as possible. And stare around at everything. You're, wait, 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 wait. You have something eyes, in your eye. You clamp your eyes shut as hard as you can because you're trying to tear it out of there. So Unless. him like, looking around wide-eyed like a deer in headlights is the most nonsense thing. I mean, it's a great movie thing, but also that is totally inaccurate. If you ever got, if you get sand in your eyes, you're not holding your eyes open. That shit is closed as tight as possible. No, what if it I was cocaine? Wide open. <laughs> this is 1988. This is a movie with John Claude Van Damme and Frank Dukes. Then, what if it was what? cocaine? Then that fight would have been much more exciting. <laughs> they, would, be a they, lot more. they would have been hugging it out and doing push-ups. <laughs> also, all their bloody wounds, they would stop bleeding right away. I, medical. Legit <laughs> medical. Legit medical. But not medical advice. No. All hospitals have cocaine so, in the basement. Just add. I will say this, though. We used to use uh, something called TAC to stop bleeding, and the C was for cocaine. What was the T and P? Tetracaine, adrenaline, and cocaine. Wait, what's the T and A? Oh, what is the T and A? T and A and cocaine. Brought to yeah. you by 1988. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie has so much stuff uh god can i have like a short diatribe that i don't care whether or not gets kicked out absolutely yes uh so so my friend uh that we used to shoot each other with bb guns <laughs> one of our friends last last year died suddenly a year Aww. ago literally a year ago and one day and his dad was a kickboxer and so that scene where they're like trading kicks back and forth the the side kicks yeah like something that we used to do all the time and it was his dad that showed my friend how to do these little like you can do shin blocks with your leg and if if someone kicks you and you block it with your shin they lose by doing that <laughs> and it's just like a very it's like a weird thing to see now that this is an anniversary sort of later but it was just like oh that's that's nice to see that He's one of the Aww. people that we also watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're telling me your friend whose dad was a kickboxer he watched this movie with you? Year. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I mean, you know, none of us make it out of this alive. Uh, I definitely wish he didn't die, but 
it's also nice to see something that reminded me of him on this particular day mm -hmm. that is a year later. Yes. We're all watching a terrible movie. Well, no. No, this is not terrible. Movie. This one was not terrible. We are watching an excellent movie with bad medicine. Yeah, terrible medicine. Good movie. Also, um, can you kill somebody by punching them in the nose? <laughs> because they, Chun Li does it a lot. I, mean, and I think that's where the confusion is because it seems like maybe that's what he's. Is he killing them or is he just punching them in the nose? I'll, the, 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 the old wives' tale. The what? What our moms told us was that you know you punch somebody in the nose too hard and it goes all the way back into their brain. Your mom told you yeah you know fam family stories passed down or something i don't know um, i mean i'm trying to think you know what situation it could potentially happen is only if it's like a depressed skull fracture but that's like one of the strongest parts of your skull is the front of your skull is like almost it's double walled i think you have your sinuses and stuff there sort of the thing that we talked about when we we knew nothing and we're just repeating things that other people said was like oh if you punch somebody up in the nose, you push their cartilage into the brain and it kills them, but you would just obliterate their cartilage. Cartilage, yeah. Skull, I don't think that would really matter. Yeah, the cartilage is so squishy. There's no way it can do that. Huh. I mean, I mean, I guess the only way he would die is if he couldn't breathe, but even then... I mean, even just, then, he could, he could be a mouth. His mouth. Yeah, he could be a mouth. <laughs> uh, no, I can't think of a way it would kill him, honestly. I, and I definitely remember having this conversation. This was a legit grade yard conversation of like oh no you push the cartilage up in their brain and then they die but that's not what cartilage would do they would just get infected but then <laughs> i mean it would be a blood you know what there would be more blood there would be there would be a lot more blood damn you blood sport you could have had more blood but like it is in the triangle of death that's all it is but i mean that's, the triangle of death is based on legitimate oh. injuries getting punched in the face uh, i mean you can get real hurt but yeah what we is the triangle of death? So it's it's a place where there's a lot of vasculature that can potentially seed up into your brain and kill you. So if you have like an infection, they tell us like don't pop zits like, and the triangle of death's like I think it's from your bridge of your nose down to the side. It's the we're all yeah we're all making we're all <laughs> making the triangle of death, and I know this is a podcast and this is a very not helpful thing. I think basically you invert your triangle. Invert the triangle. Yeah, like that. I think so. I might be wrong though. Secondary question: Why is there not a John Claude Van Damme movie called Triangle of Death, or Inverted Triangle? Also, oh. let's make a movie. <laughs> it's this. This is the Triangle of Death. Okay. I googled it, and apparently the first. I will say I googled it, and the first picture was Doctor Oz, and he is definitely a walking Triangle of Death. <laughs> I would say if Doctor Oz has a thing next to a thing, maybe don't believe it. Yeah, that that might have been the the opposite. Mister Danger. How. Are you, have you ever been disbarred by Congress? Mm, he got disbarred by Congress? No, but they really tried to. He also didn't. It was so close. <laughs> what is to be disbarred? He's, he's giving. He's selling raspberry extract. I mean, he's a bad person. He's giving medical advice on like TV about like certain infections going on in the world right now, and it's not very good. I choose to pay no attention to that. We don't. None of this is considered medical advice, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's just us talking about movies and laughing. Yeah, we we, yes. we make it very clear. That... Oh, also, hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making fun of movies and then critiquing how badly they make medical stuff look. Yeah. 
in general. And I think this movie, other than the fact that there's copious amounts of blood, some of it's pretty shitty. Oh, well, um, actually, that actually leads to a pretty interesting question. No. Uh, which is... <laughs> I bet I know what the question <laughs> I know, I think it's going to surprise you once again, Greg. <laughs> um, this question may surprise you. Yeah. Uh, more at 11. Uh, the human centipede bills itself as 100% medically accurate. If that's the case, how medically accurate is blood sport, Dr. Greg Winter? You need to make the scale. More, more than 50, but less than 70%. So 60? Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> Human this centipede is, is 100%? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. We've had this discussion before. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. It's been a while. Um, I this is more. I think this is more medically accurate because it's not trying to do anything medical, and that guy so doesn't the medical thorough stuff. heart exam, <laughs> so I can't be mad. He uh, did. He did a med student level heart exam. I mean, he definitely commented on both the aortic and the pulmonary and the tricuspid, all the areas that you comment on. Um, I think it's. I would say like around one hundred and fifty percent. Oh, damn. I mean, human centipede is not medically accurate, right? <laughs> we, we discussed this already. That's, this is the problem I always have. What are you talking about? The poster says it's 100% medically accurate. Right, that's what the poster says. But just because something is written down or because someone says it with a microphone in front of their face, you don't have to believe it. You can know better. Uh, Does that mean that I shouldn't have ordered that raspberry extract? No, you, you should have. It's delicious, but <laughs> you're still going to get cancer. <laughs> You mean the super antioxidants won't stop you from getting cancer? They're actually so antioxidants oxidizing that they oxidize. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. You're, you're yeah. going to stop some cancers but cause others. It's fine. Everyone's <laughs> going to die. Just accept it. You'll be better off. Thank uh, you, hospice doctor. Then. <laughs> <laughs> also, always consider your source. And I'm a hospice doctor, and that's what I deal with all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Van Damme just got the dust thrown in his eyes again. You need to watch this on fast. I want this to be on fast forward in my life all the time. <laughs> if Google Glasses had worked a little better, you could have made could that a thing. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jackson Vane, do you have a rebuttal? No. Um, as, as to the medical accuracy. I wouldn't say it's as high as what Greg said, um, but I'd say it's, it's close. I'd say it's about as accurate as, a, I'd say 100%. Hey, why are you, how is it? I mean, people are getting punched and they get hurt and people are bleeding from their punch. Somebody gets a concussion because somebody kicked him in the head. That's medically accurate. <laughs> in centipede, three people die because they got sepsis. slowed to get, like, come on. They died of sepsis. They did die of sepsis, but also they- Immediately. I'm not doing this. Oh, no, You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a full debate on the, the accuracy of Budsport versus the human centipede. I, my dad, my dad heard the Home Alone episode, and then he, then he was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this Human Centipede." I was like, "No, you don't. No, no you, you don't. No. I mean, you could, but we hold no responsibility." No, I definitely was that. like, "No, no, you don't. You don't need to watch that one." I will say that was a very good time, though. It was. That was, that was terrible. Yeah, that was great. <clears throat> so I stand by my comment. Interesting factoid about that doctor that you've been discussing. Uh, he's Which the one? owner, the the doctor in not it, it, the the doctor in the movie in Bloodsport. 
that did uh -huh. the really thorough heart exam, uh, uh -huh. is the owner of the producing studio. Oh. Yeah, the, the actor who played that, you know, just, just did a little cameo as that doctor. And he did a very thorough job. I mean, he did a better job than some of us when we listen to Hearts. <laughs> you know what? I mean, as racist as this movie is, stereotypically, a lot of different nationalities get speaking roles in it. And that's better than most Hollywood movies do. So I'm fine with yeah. that. Yeah. You know who doesn't get a speaking role? Chong Lee. No, he is too. He, he, he's, <laughs> he's, he doesn't get a thumb across throat roll and a pointing roll. Probably <laughs> no speaking role. No, he he has he has one line and like it, at the very beginning of his fight with with Dukes. I can't hear you because I'm deaf. <laughs> I'm not touching him. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's deaf. But he sure acts like it. Yeah, I, I did like when he was psyching up the crowd by by mouthing words at them in his fight with uh with with uh with Jackson. I agree Jackson. that you guys are saying what I said. I agree that you guys are saying things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this movie's great. I I don't know what I would fix in it though. I mean, other than Greg's there's, very good comment you, about... You shut your mouth right now. There's nothing to fix in this movie. There dust are, in the eye. <laughs> there are very few perfect movies in this world. Terminator 2, Ferris Wheeler's Day Off, Bloodsport. <laughs> Would you fix the dust in the eye scene? No, I, I mean, that's, that's for artistic license. Like, yeah. And I just want him... I want him I, tearing up and just, like, copious tears running down his face. There is no, like... Van Damme can't speak four American English words together in a way that makes you believe them, but man do I know that he's confused and blind in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not what, it's not how you would be confused and blind in it, but I know that he is and that's what's important in a movie. He also may be filled with childlike wonder. <laughs> he loves giants. Like, the amount of posing after a kick is just ugh. It makes me want to get up and pose. <laughs> that's what i remember most about this movie is we we're watching it and like we we're pausing it and like uh, uh. <laughs> for those listening at home greg is making posing faces <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting up or posing but i'm definitely making a posing face yeah. uh, we didn't talk much on the delight that was the two bumbling cops oh, oh two bumbling cops Morris Whitaker and the other guy. I, I, I mean, I think it's great. Their entire role in this entire thing is to catch him. But also they're like, oh, wait, you're fighting in the tournament for America. Well, we're going to watch. <laughs> like, it's the most nonsense thing ever. We're here to stop you from fighting in the tournament for America. But also. Except you're doing an okay job. Feels like you got yeah. a chance at this one, kid. Uh, this movie is great. It's definitely what I needed. Definitely watch. I was, I was super. I was. I literally was like, "How can you possibly do Bloodsport?" But then I was also like, "I'll watch Bloodsport any day of the week." And there are. It's so. I was so happy. There's definitely things in Bloodsport medically, but also we need fun movies right now, and I think this is a good one. I agree. Yeah, I agree, and it's a good movie. Yeah. It, it is a movie you know, that does not deserve to be nearly as good as it is. It's great. I, I, if, if all it took is a guy lying about everything and 
milking a bunch of people out of millions of dollars, I'm fine with it. Yeah. That's the 80s. Yeah. Kind of what we did. The decade that brought us No Holds Barred. Yeah. Um, no Holds Barred, which is only a year, like, only came out a year a later. A year later. Yeah. That's the crazy part. No Holds Barred feels dated in a way that this one does not. No. I agree. I would have to agree with no, you on that. because of the CGI. CGI always makes things feel dated. <laughs> <laughs> How do CGI Hulk Hogan's hair? <laughs> I've only seen No Holds Barred once, and it's. I also didn't see it at that time in my life, so I saw it as an adult, and it's like, it's an eight, like it's a movie from that time, but also, ooh. it's bad. <laughs> it, it's like there, it it doesn't have anything redeeming about it. Except could, you, oh no. could you tell from this movie that Forrest Whitaker's bit part, he was gonna be like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be Ghost Dog later. Yeah, right. Like. He's doing it. I like it. I wonder if I had seen this movie at a young, impressionable age, if I would have been more confident going into acting. Because, hey, you know, Forrest Whitaker gets by with his wonky eye. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering where you were. Wow. Wow. journey. I like it. Yeah. That that was a good journey, and it's a great place. It's a great place to end this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, um, if I don't even know where we're taking this as a trailer, but we'll be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be back yeah. soon. Um, hopefully make, next can week. I make a suggestion. Yeah. Um, so, in after watching this, I was like, oh, what are some other things that make me super duper happy? Uh, Children's Hospital, which I started watching again, which is hilarious, but oh, also. Yes. NTSF SD SUV because it's out of the hospital setting might be a little bit more digestible and it is oh it immediately made me as happy as it used to make me. Those are great shows. We probably need to do one of them eventually. We I don't know how. And they had the children's hospital ads at the bus stations outside of the hospital, <laughs> and people complained about that because they thought it was our children's hospitals ads like. It is a thing that I, it's hard to explain how funny it is and also how dumb people can be. Yeah. I think we got to do that at one point. <laughs> I, I was thinking sometime Osmosis Jones. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah, we got to do that. We should do that one. I'm putting that I'll, on do, I'll do whatever. Uh, you know what, guys? Maybe one day I'll include you in my other movie club where we just talk shit about movies that we're watching. Whatever. I mean, I know about it. We should do it. Um, but yeah, we got lots of movies to talk about in the future. Yep. And thanks for listening to this one, folks. We will be back in the future, uh, with more. Hi, everybody. A bad medicine podcast. And thank you once again, Greg Winter for Dr. Greg Winter for joining us for yet another episode. Nice to see your guys' faces. I'm glad you guys are doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully see you or hear from you soon. Yeah. Hopefully we can do this live again sometime soon ish. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's fine. (laughs) or have our own pacey con yeah oh pacey con Uh, all right thanks folks